This show is sponsored by Headlair. Headlair, just like a condom, he covers our motherfucking show with love. Uh, who let the dogs out? Woof, uh, woof, woof. Hey, Kathy. Woof, woof. Who let the dogs hey. out? Woof. Woof, 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 woof. A jazzy. What is that thing? Have you ever seen, like, what is it? The postmodern jukebox where they take, uh, like, regular songs, you know, hit songs. And then they turn him into like jazz, swing, vaudeville, burlesque. And it's amazing. Like these things have billions of views. Like fly me to the moon. Yeah, kind of like that, except they'll do it with like (laughs) Radiohead Creep or, you know, Seven Nation Army or stuff like that. And the the performers are are just unfucking godly amazing. Like just the (laughs) next level. So I think they should do. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 bitch. Very, very uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> woof. <laughs> Are you ready to do a show? I am ready to do the show for the listeners. Then let us dig in. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Fear that your desires might be rigged. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording tonight from an existential place in the universe. You'll never know where Boogie and I are. I'm Kathy. I am pan-dimensional Boogie. <laughs> and uh, Kathy, what a week. I'm not sick anymore, so that's Yay. good. Uh, that was legitimately You're not uh, ha- hacking wonderful. up all kinds of stuff? No, it's been... Uh, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I am in the library. I I did my fat video today, so I was pretty excited about that. Humiliated myself. But just did it. Why do you have the need to do that? Well, I didn't send it to you yet, but I had like a little jingle about, you know, because there's a joke. A lot of people are covering it now. Nikki Glazer's uh, uh, done a good run on it when uh, like it's only creepy because I'm ugly. Like when somebody gives you a little smile, but they're fucking ugly. You're like, ugh, ugh, God, they're so creepy. But like if they were hot. Then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, you know, you, you're all of a sudden very welcoming of uh, of little winks and uh, nods and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I figured I did a little jingle to that, which I'll uh, play right here. It's only creepy because I'm ugly. When I flash a flirty smile, if I was hot, you'd be so giddy. Because I'm fat, you think it's vile. And now you, you're going to pretend that you well, heard it before and that pretending. you thought it was amazing. Can I do a faux pretend? Okay, well, just okay, pretend. Okay, I will do a faux enthusiasm. All right. Okay, faux pretend. Right, Go ahead and ready. do that now. Wow, that was so cool, the thing I just heard. Because I just heard it, Boogie, and it was so cool hearing That's- it. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad you like it, uh-huh. Kathy. But what's really important, what's really important about that is that to add to the uh, you know, joke, I said two hundred and sixty something pound boogie 
should do like a shirtless dance in a TikTok video for oh, it. Oh, God. And I did it, and I was like, wow. You know, you don't really get a good look at yourself when you're, you know, <laughs> in my kind of living situation. So, uh, you know, the camera, you know, they say the camera doesn't lie. And you know what, Kathy? It doesn't. You are correct. <laughs> it is truer than a motherfucker. Uh-huh. It is true that the camera doesn't lie. It was, I mean, there was jig, like I, I flicked it a couple times and like a, like a, like a wave, like across the seven seas just created a wave of my fat that just went from one end to the other. And, uh, but, uh, I did it, you know, and, and I don't care if people body shame me because it's fat and it doesn't look pretty and it's, you know, let's, uh, I'll be the fat guy, I, but it's it's kind of weird. You and I are very different mm-hmm. in that regards. I don't post a video like that to uh, to say, "Look, I'm proud of my body." I'm not proud of my body. I think it's a uh, it's it's a sign that I'm incredibly unhealthy in my choices, which we're not going to get into. You know that in this segment, um, but instead, it's I'm just going to poke fun at it and just accept this is what I am right well, now. Why do you say that you and I and that you and okay I are with. very different? Well, no, no, no. I mean, different. You and I collaborative are different than the general public. Oh, consensus I thought you meant right we're now. different from each one another in that. No, right, no, no. Right, 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 right. You and I are two fat, chubby fucking peas in oh a pod. Oh my god! Right now. Shall I tell you a fat yeah. story that's going to embarrass me because I have one? Oh my god! I All right, hear so. It. Back when I was with Creative Explorer and uh, he would make me, I might be, I'd be naked and he would make me uh, crawl around on my hands and knees because he found it amusing. Nice. And I found it incredibly hot, even though I complained the whole time. So now I have a big belly and it hangs down. And so <laughs> as I would move forward, my belly would just move forward like a wave and then slap back against my thighs as I went to... <laughs> And so it was so mm. loud and so obvious and so embarrassing that I would alter how I walked so that it wouldn't qu- quite slap that loudly. But I wasn't fooling anybody. He knew what was going on. Couldn't care less. But it was you, mortifying. You sounded like a choo-choo train. Every time my one leg moved up, slap. The other, slap, slap, slap. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just bad. Uh. You know what? I uh, I'm gonna buy a lottery ticket, and if I win the lottery, then you and I are gonna you know be able to eat a little better and <laughs> get in the pool and do some disco dancing or something. But for now, for now I'm just here we I'm are. sticking to my keto and my intermittent fasting, and it's going ridiculously so. But you and me, boogie. We're going to do this, Boogie. You know what? It Once again, I'm body acceptance. I'm not body like, uh, love it, I'm no, sexy, you know, whatever. But I am very body acceptance. And, you know, this is where we're at. So you, just own it. Do you know what I have in Go, my to-do list? I what? When, when Me? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> bro finger. No, Ooh. bro finger. So <laughs> when all this started to go down, um, I was I was drowning so fast that I immediately got on my, you know, uh, opened a Google Doc. And I was like, what can I do to just stave off everything that's about to come down the pike on me? Because I could tell it was going to be bad. I just started coming up with a list, a list, a list of things to do. And one of them was, you know, s- stick with the keto and start doing intermittent fasting. And then underneath that, I wrote, when I reach blank weight, which I'm not going to tell you what it is, start exercising, and then in parentheses, possibly with Boogie at the gym, not sure yet, and parentheses. (laughs) 
Oh, that would be that would be amazing. But if we do go, we have to have some sort of uniform. No. Some sort of like headband. Wearing a perverted podcast tank top. Oh my god, that I didn't even go to that level. I was just thinking like, you know, the the maniac shortcut, but why not? Why not promote that? So so basically people will look at us. Two fat slobs wearing perverted podcasts and go, well, I got to listen to that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Be kinky now. Ask me how. <laughs> but we need to win. And we're going to win, except for this next story that I'm oh, going to tell you. It was, an ex- oh, no. it was kind of weird. It was re- I mean, it was almost amazing. It's a library story because, once again, library is literally like mental institution daycare. Uh, it like there are so many characters. There's the exorcist whispering lady that kind of is singing, but she sounds like she's, uh, you know, doing demonic Latin, you know, every day. And then the guy that uh. says, ow, there's this other guy and he sits over in the other side and every fucking day, like he should not be in the library because he just apparently injures himself 40 times a day, every Jeez. day. And he lit because you you just hear he's like, ow, oh, and then he makes groans like these, like it's kind of like that he wants attention kind of thing. Like you, are you okay, sir? Did you hurt yourself? But he does it every day and drives me fucking crazy. Ah. But anyway, so yeah, so there's always uh, just amazing material at the library, and it does teach me to be you know a more patient person. And obviously see what my foibles are and who knows what I'm doing. That's annoying other people, but you know, it's a learning process, but I'm in the library and I sit in kind of the back where there's not a lot of people, you know, so I can stay away. And I, as we know, despise people that carry small dogs with them that don't need to. Um, It's, it's something I hate. I think you should kill yourself no it's not that bad okay maybe it's a little that bad but i oh just hate God. it you you're, you're don't bring your fucking dog everywhere with you you know have a life get out be out by yourself it's okay you'll survive life but anyway it's a conflict when the person carrying the stupid little dog is really hot so then of course you know because oh my, my penis gets God. involved and of then course. i'm like i really want to hate you and your little dumb dog um, because you're in a library and, you know, just fucking leave your dog at home. Um, so, but this one chick comes in, she's totally really like hippie cute. And she sits the, it's like a little wiener dog or whatever. And, you know, it's cute, but fucking, I want to drown it, but you know, whatever. Um, so it like sits on her lap and she kind of sits by me, but not like, you know, on purpose, but she does. And, you know, remember the titty eye rules, you know? Like, cause she's never wearing a bra and I think her nipples are pierced and it's amazing. So I'm like, well, you know, I get the little looks where I can, but I can't get like a good full titty eye on her. And so, but like yesterday it was amazing. It was like a perfect storm of titty eye opportunity because remember part of titty eye is not just you know they're not looking at you so you can get away with getting the look but you have to make sure that other people aren't looking at you look especially women because they all talk and then it just ends your life so you got to be really cool about it but this was a perfect storm where there was nobody that could see me and she was facing a book cabinet and looking at books on this shelf 
and her face was completely away from me, but she was kind of turned side. And it was like, just fucking like, you could see like little angels shining down light from heaven. Cause it was just like a, a magnificent, pure, mm, just a moment of just free titty eye. Brother. And, and so I just kind of just casually look up, you know, cause I'm not going to, you know, tongue roll down like the fucking wolf and, you know, mm-hmm. Warner brothers cartoons or something, you know, just kind of look and I'm just, you know, take a deep breath and I'm like, Oh, that's very pretty. And, you know, I just start to focus in no. on, on oh, the God. titty. Oh, She's buddy. looking totally away. And then my gaze just goes like maybe eight inches to the left. And that little fucking dog <laughs> is fucking dead staring me in the fucking eye. That's why like, she's got him with her. Like straight fucking, I will cut you motherfucker look straight in my eye. And it set, like, I literally sat back and I'm like, what the fuck? And he's, and it just would not. And I like tried to look at her again and he just kind of leaned in like a fucking, I will fucking rape you, you fucking bitch kind of look. And I'm like, bro, dude, you're a fucking another species. I'm not asking her for a number. Just back off and let me have the win. And he's like, no, fuck you, you motherfucker. And I just totally like killed my titty. Like it would not, not stare at me directly in my eye. And it made me almost respect the dog. Almost. Almost. But I did, I did, you know, it was a cock block. It was a complete canine cock block. And I felt bad about that. This is quite a look into the male uh, brain, Boogie. Well, (laughs) as you can see, it's kind of empty in there. It's a little... (laughs) All all it takes is a dachshund to bring you down. (laughs) Like, literally. Like, literally, just totally through. Like, just... Like, if you could see the lasers that that dog shot across the room directly into my pupils. Oh, my God. That's why she keeps the little fucker with her. She knows. She's trained him to give men the stink eye. God. Like, fucking stink eye from a two-pound fucking creature. Really? God damn it. Owned by a dachshund. (laughs) Shut up. It's not funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> that guy helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. I swear to God, dude, that dog looked fucking through my soul. I. But this is why women like dogs. Dogs have our backs. Okay. Whatever. It's true. Whatever. I wasn't like we, I wasn't gonna like grab her or something. Just it doesn't like, matter. Fuck. The dog is gonna own your fucking ass. Don't come near my human. In my soul. <laughs> felt, <laughs> felt ugly inside. <laughs> felt I felt shame. I'm going to look into your soul and judge you. <laughs> Whatever. Just do the fat life thing. <laughs> For your peace of mind, please know the author of every post we talk about totally told us that we could do it, all right? So back off, man. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Just let it out, Kathy. This is a post by Bene Gesserit, which I had to look up is that 
weird female religious cult in the book Dune, where they all have their heads shaved or something like that. Oh, that's right. They, no, no, they weren't the Fremen. They were um... the Bene Gesserit. Right. Okay. 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 Because I want those fucking Fremen eyes, dude. That. Oh my L- god. Listen to me. I read the first chapter of that fucking book, and I had to throw it against the wall. I mean, any book that right off the bat has to give you an encyclopedia so that you can remember all the names and groups and everything, I don't want anything to do with. Creative Explorer tried to get me involved in it. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind if you think I'm reading past the first chapter. Oops. You could I, always just skipped it or watch the movie like I the did. The movie was even worse. I think I just pissed No, it wasn't. Off it was a great movie. Everybody who loved that book, I apologize to our poster who graciously <laughs> gave us permission. <laughs> and Calm I'm sick yourself, again. Buggy. Calm yourself. <laughs> and I'm sick again. Uh, uh, she, uh, wrote, she wrote a post called... Our that show t- is so pro. It's, hey, man. I don't think we've ever, ever said we were pro we're we're actually very pro amateur is what Uh, we say we are so Benny Gesserit wrote a a post called that time I outed everybody at the munch slash a flashback sandwich I gotta tell you this is a very long post in which she talks about a lot of stuff and again once again I had to hack it to pieces I only chose one of her many bullet points don't forget uh, this is up on our group page you can look at the post yourself This is what she has to say. The munch that month was going swimmingly. Near the end of the evening, there weren't a lot of people around, and I was sitting at a table with a group, and at some point during the conversation, we were all talking about an upcoming play party, and someone said the word spanking. And in utter abandoned glee, I hollered out while clapping my hands in time like the kid I often am, Woohoo! Spanky, spanky, spanky! Huge jaw-dropping silence. (laughs) The host of the night turned around and glared at me and said, shh. I realized what I had done immediately. I felt embarrassed and worried, and I apologized. It's easy for us to brush off the idea that real consequences can happen to those who are outed. Going to any community event is going to carry an element of risk. People fuck up sometimes. Now, I'm not talking about serial consent violators or people who just cannot seem to learn or adhere to some rudimentary rules. All of us have made mistakes. All of us have burped up more often than we should. And I bet all of us have reached out and touched someone benignly without thinking to ask first. I'll be the first to admit it right here, right now. None of us is guilt free. And that doesn't mean that we aren't good candidates for hosting or attending events. But try not to be a jerk about it. Whether you fucked up or you're the one responding, give people a chance. It sounds like a 70s give people a chance song. (laughs) Give people a chance. (laughs) I loved this post. I mean, it was long and and they said, oh, normally I write really long posts. And I'm just like, oh, dear God. (laughs) I I have no attention span. But I did make it through uh, the entire post and was very happy that I did because my initial reaction reading this, you know, when I first saw it, Oh, that time I outed everyone at the munch, you know, I'm like, Oh wow. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. And then I heard what happened and I just had horror because you and I went to the same munch, you know, the main munch for threshold. Right. And maybe it's just been so long since I've been 
to a munch, but like years, it's been probably like nine years since I've been to a munch. And I just had horror because I don't remember ever being trained on what role play. Like we had, I mean, we had a back room, but the waitress knew what we did. People knew what we did there. That, that protocol, I don't remember that protocol of, Hey, remember there's people that are here on the down low. So, you know, we're a social club or we're this. And when the waitress comes with the food, you know, kind of turn your conversations. And and definitely we we told people to not dress in, in leather and fetish wear and stuff like that at the munch. But I don't ever remember really being trained in those protocols. Yeah. Now, I've been... And that's the thing about a munch, if you've never been to one, or more importantly, if you've never hosted one, you don't realize the work that goes into. You have to develop a relationship with the owner or manager of the restaurant or bar and the the wait staff, more importantly, because they're the ones who are going to be there the entire time. And it takes a while. It takes some finagling. When my Michelle and I and a couple of other ladies took over the domination party, at, at Threshold, we, uh, my Michelle wanted to do a, a a munch as well, and we all she it she had to get out to the restaurant she wanted to to do it at. She had to speak to the manager. Um, she had to have a very frank discussion with them. These people were on board with it and understood, and we were kind of sectioned off from the rest of the re- restaurant so that we didn't harm the straights. And so it was all good. But I have been um, a part of another munch where I was just an attendee. I didn't host this at all. And it was held in the patio of a a large chain restaurant. And that patio was very nice. And it was uh, visible through a wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling window where you, you could see the dining room and the dining room could see you. And it grew into a very popular munch. It was very well attended. Lots of people there. And we would get uh, quite boisterous and have a good time because we were off on our own in the patio. We weren't, no one was really listening to what we said. Well, it turns out um, that there were several times where I was in the bathroom. And it turns out that um, the people watching it from the dining room always had questions and they would see somebody in the, in the bathroom or in the bar area and say, I thought I saw you out there. What group is that? It they looked, it looked interesting to them because it was so many people having such a good time. And whoever it was that answered would usually not hold back and say, Oh, we're a bunch of kinky people who practice BDSM. And I would, I'm in the bathroom stall listening to this going, oh, you stupid motherfucker, shut the fuck up. You don't realize what you're doing. And to my shock, this happened almost every time I was there. Well, it didn't take long for at least one of these people that, that people, you know, proudly boasted to went to the management and had a problem with it. And that's all it took. And that munch was henceforth after years of being there banned from that location. So you can out somebody, not out somebody. Someone could just say a few things. You're out in public. You forget because you're with all your friends and you let your guard down and you think it's all fun and everyone's just going to have a good time. And they're not, you're going to have a bunch of, and this is my opinion, fucking prudes who are in a restaurant with their kids thinking that the crazy kink people are going to infect their kids. When in reality, nobody was acting out. There was no play. Nobody was doing anything inappropriate. The, the hosts of this munch were very careful to stamp down anytime they would see someone even jokingly, 
spank someone or do anything like that. And so you never know, like she says in the post, you never know when st- like that is going to happen. Some Here was this munch that went on for years and was so popular and all it took was a couple of people just being proud of what they were doing and then a couple of fucking prude, wrinkled old ladies saying, oh, how dare those people come out in public? And before you know it, the whole thing is history. Yeah, it... I mean, it really brought back the whole idea of training and vetting and who you let to your munch and whether or not you you want your munch uh, attendance to be open to the public, you know, meaning open to any kinky people to just wander in. Or if you say, hey, before you attend the munch, you have to go through some sort of, you know, email orientation or I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do all the way from very, very uh, protocol oriented uh, to just basically making sure that when someone's new and they sit down next to you and you say, Hey, are you new? And they say, yeah, then you have one of the leaders at least go, Hey, just remember if anybody talks to you or asks you what we're doing here, this is what we all say. We're this social club and uh you know blah 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 like have your stories in order because if you really don't and you allow people to be excited because you cannot deny the innocence and the excitement of somebody finding a kinky family for the first time absolutely and just that rush that incredible it's it's literally i mean i used to be a, a evangelical christian It is the same exact triggers in your brain, the same feeling, the same elation that you have a family, that you belong to something, and even more so in kink, because now you don't have to be repressed. You get to be your goddamn self, and that excitement is really easy to want to share. And I've heard you talk in the past about how, how long do we hold someone accountable for something that was an innocent mistake versus somebody like she says who is a a serial rule breaker or constantly crossing boundaries that the, that they know they shouldn't cross there's a difference i think between between someone who makes that mistake once and someone in the community gently and positively mentors them or or guides them and says don't say that because you know and that person learns from it and and they move on everybody makes mistakes just like she said yeah, I agree. The intention of the crime or the level of ignorance and the the willingness to learn from it, you know, that should really dictate the the level of public scorn. Because once again, that's something where it's real easy to get righteous. And the the poster really pointed out very well, hey, whoever is without sin cast the first stone. Uh, because it's true. We've all made those mistakes and those small mistakes can have major, major consequences in people's lives. We're not um, putting that lightly, right? but people are going to make mistakes and, and how you proceed it, the type of person that just goes right for your throat and you don't belong in this community and blah, 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 blah. It's like that person's got their own set of goddamn problems. Because everyone, I'm not going to say everyone deserves anything because nobody deserves anything, but (laughs) you're going, I promise you, when I'm attacked, 
for a fuck up, I get defensive. And mm. you're 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 less likely to get growth out of me. You're less likely to get anything other than defensiveness. Patience will almost always be the best for making a positive desired outcome and setting back. And I think what happened in this situation and what's happened in situations with me where either, uh, you know, someone who's in leadership at the club or the DM or whatever is like, Hey, you know, you know, this is a rule. We don't do this. Um, you know, or don't touch my fucking pet, you know, (laughs) you know, those types of things, things that I, uh, (laughs) learned uh, early (laughs) early well i don't know what the fuck a pet is i didn't know what a pet was (laughs) i totally i'll tell you my i went to a slave auction i think i shared this in a show um before but it's been long enough that i could say here's my one of my many uh early faux pas so i went to a slave auction i purchased the cutest slave that the girl that i was all crushing on and uh and we had and just this amazing chemistry like it was fire so so i sit down with her and we're just like sh- just want to rip each other apart so uh so we're negotiating you know cuz i learned about negotiation and okay here's what i want to do and here's what you want to do and what do you think about this and she it, you know it, you know, when that chemistry's there, you're like, we could just fuck each other right on this table in the kitchen kind of thing. <laughs> it was really hot. And then she saw, well, you have to to talk to, you know, to this guy. And, you know, and she said, I, I'm his pet or something like that. And so then he sits down with me, you know, because I'm a, I'm a stranger in the situation. And he's like, well, what are you you know, going to do? And I said, oh, we're going to do this, this and this and, you know, a little bit of this. And he's all, OK, well, she's my pet. And, you know, but I had no fucking idea what a pet was. You know, I thought like, oh, pet was, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you know, that's fine. A little a little term of affection. <laughs> yeah, a little term of my affection. It's nice of you to look out for her, buddy. I'm going to go and try to fucking just molest the fuck out of her. And oh I God. did. Cause she was so into it. And I'm like, I'm put my fingers in you. She's like, Oh yeah. And I'm fingering or whatever. And then all of a sudden it just ran. We start making out and I see this guy hovering all over the background. And you know, like after we're done and whatever, we're just like, Rawr. you know, we didn't fuck or, you know, whatever, but you know, just, it was a lot of sexual. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, you kissed him how you kiss me. And like all this stuff and, and like, it's, he's all upset and I'm like, what? And, and, oh, and then, boogie. you know, there was, <laughs> I don't know. What did I do? Oh, <laughs> you said it was boogie. cool. You know, I didn't know there was like a relationship. So it was emails back and forth. And I go, hey, I just, I don't know what a pet is. And he's like, yeah, a pet implies some sort of ownership. And we probably should have negotiated more of the sexual stuff. And, well, you know, it sounds like I'm it like, wasn't just a, a high learning curve for you, but for them too. I mean, for, for them to walk into this fucking landmine without seeing it coming. Well, I mean, not everyone thinks they're walking into a room with a love Adonis. Oh my God. Why didn't I, I just walked into that. I, how did I not see that coming? Because it's like when I throw, you know, it's not a lot of women, it's not a high percentage, but you know, when I throw my magic, it's kind of hard to, 
deny. You no, know, having do co-hosting a podcast with you boogie is very dizzying <laughs> because you go from I'm a big fat slob and I'm a loser to I'm an Adonis and I, I just never know where I stand. Do you not know what a cognitive dissonance is or dichotomy or multiple personality spectrum? You know, none you, of these You're things. throwing all this these is, fancy words at me. I don't understand. This is, <laughs> this is all new that we can't have a love hate. If we, Kathy, if we didn't have a little bit of a love, I mean, we trash ourselves. And I even to the point to where I'm like, okay, I want to have a meeting with you and maybe we should you know, try to balance that a little bit more. Cause it's been a little more trashing Kathy and boogie were, you know, the piece of shit thing. Then, then these are the good things about us and because there's a balance, but people I think know there's a balance. There's a healthy ego that we both know. We kind of rock deep down. Um, I, I think it comes out. I think people know perfectly well that we're, that their part of us is just fucking around with each other. And the other part is being, uh, deeply honest and sure. I think they appreciate all that about us and I think that I don't even like giving it this much thought this is our fucking podcast we can say whatever we want <laughs> oops <laughs> and I don't think I can say, have many more outbursts this show <laughs> and say we do Kathy we do say the things but all yes right. so uh, anyway that's just another story of the types of mistakes that can happen in this situation, I think it was handled well. I yes. think it put a lot of food for thought with me. If you're going to attend a munch, once again, the same thing. Uh, the pandemic is, well, sort of winding down for some people. Some things are opening up. When you start going back to your public events and your munches and uh, get-togethers, yeah. you... You need to recirculate those rules. Go over those rules again. Talk to your hosts. Make sure that everyone remembers, hey, there may be people at this public event that have some things to lose if it was to out. And it's already a big enough risk to go to a place and meet new people uh, than yeah. to also risk losing your job for it. Right. Good, good post, and I apologize to all of the Benny Jesuit out there who I have insulted unwittingly because I don't like the book. <laughs> and thank you to our poster for letting me talk about it. Can't you just skip over fucking chapter one and just enjoy don't like? You, oh, okay. Listen, if you really want to get into it, I I don't I find it incredibly lazy, and uh, I'm this is a very unpopular p position I, I have here. Oh. I find it very lazy when an author decides that they're gonna throw so much shit at you all at once that they require an encyclopedia for you to keep up on it. The best write authors I know, the most entertaining books I have are the complex ones that, that just make this entire world that lives on its own. That's so interesting that you could read the book over and over and over again and the whole series over and over and over again, but they do it in a good way. They do it in a very, artistic and creative way and then you have motherfuckers like this guy who wrote dune who throw everything <laughs> including the kitchen sink at you i couldn't get first that past the first five pages without going wait what what is he talking about and i would have to go back and say hey, go, hey creative explorer what the fuck is that oh that's the set and he would launch into this 10 minute conversation okay so it was explain to me what a benny jesuit was and i would be like Okay, so now I got this. Few sentences down the line, I'd have to stop again and ask him because 
The author is not doing it the right way. There. That is my rant, okay? So it was more the added on tweaker explanation on top of what you're already reading. It's just bad writing. I'm sorry. It's lazy <laughs> writing. It's, I'm not going to take this time to craft it so that the reader goes along for the ride. <laughs> I'm just going to throw every fucking thing that is in my head at you at the same time. There. Okay. Are you happy? Now I pissed off everybody. You'd be okay maybe if I edited that part all out. No! Don't you dare edit it out! Or I'm going to go all pitbull on your ass. Because you already have <laughs> about it. Don't, that's, that's my dog defending me going, you fucking edit a word out of that, and I am dead, mister! <laughs> oh. Oh. My she hopes. had a dachshund. I have a pit bull, man. <laughs> My hopes and dreams of one day dying and going, you know, the show was tight. The show was, I just wanted to do a tight show that made, you know, that made me proud. That's You sound like just an old gonna... man after years of smoking. I had a good show. Well, I I don't. <laughs> At least we just do it. Just give in, <sighs> Boogie. You're never we're you and I are not gonna reach the end of our lives thinking that was a hot damn professional show we had. No, not gonna No, happen. Kathy. No, that's not I'm not giving up that hope. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know, let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name? My dear friend, Enigma. Yes, Mr. Bookie. Dear God, Enigma, it seems like it's been a hundred thousand million virgin <laughs> years. <laughs> Virgin years. Yes, oh. that means every day we go without regular fucky time, you become more and more virginal. Oh, well then, at that case, I am I am like a sweet dove that has yet to be released into the world. I think I've grown a hymen over my nutsack. That's how <laughs> that's how virginal I've become. Yeah, my. My regular partner, or sort of regular partner, has has had like a summer job, and so that has taken up a lot of their time. Uh, uh, have you gotten any play though? Um, got a little bit, like very like casual stuff, but nothing terribly intimate. But um, hopefully, ho- there are, there are plans to change that in the, in the next couple of weeks. Well, hopefully, your scrotal hymen will be removed <laughs> shortly. Thank but you. But in the Thank meantime, you. yes, yes. In the meantime, Boogie, our first article. Uh, comes from lifehacker.com.au. And this one is, Does Sex Count as Exercise? (laughs) Sex isn't only a pleasurable experience, as we're discussing, but with reports claiming that the act can have health benefits compared to exercise. So the part of the part of the research that they are looking at in this article um, has been on the Masters and Johnson studies on sex in the 60s. And those studies showed people had an increase in respiratory and heart rate and blood pressure. Thankfully, there have been some more recent studies that have replicated the results from those original 60s studies. So that still uh, begs the question, is sex exercise? If you look at it from a purely physical perspective, yes. The body does go through changes similar to what what someone who has worked out goes through. So the heart rate, the flushed skin, the sweating, all of that sort of thing. But 
as far as physiological changes, it doesn't really count in the terms of more long-term changes that actually working out would accomplish. That all being said, actually going and working out can improve your sex life, uh, not just with the traditional methods you'd see at the gym, but something you can do right now, like Kegel exercises. Squeeze it! Squeeze it! Yes. Let's let's do it right now. Let's have awkward yes. male Kegel squeezing moment. Mm-hmm. Are you ready mm-hmm. on the count of three? One, uh, two, three. Lift your Kegel. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm it. squeezing my Hold Kegels it. with Enigma. And release. You yeah, fuck you, man. I'm letting go, dude. <laughs> I got a fat ass kegel. <laughs> My kegels are fat. No, it, it, uh, it was great. I, I used to listen. So our our friend, uh, Dr. Lindsay Doe, has a podcast as well, and she would do regular kegel exercises every sh- every time she would do an episode. Well, you know, over because of the last year, she hasn't really been able to do the podcast as much. So, like, I forget to do them because like I would listen to her podcast and that would re- remind me to do them and I just haven't done them in a while because <laughs> it's supposed to help the male ejaculation as well too yeah it's supposed to help everybody like it, it, it's it, and it's not just a sexual thing like doing kegels will also help you uh, keep the pee in later in life when that, like um, that becomes more difficult the older that your muscles get if your kegels are very strong you'll like those muscles are what control or are do also control that kind of thing like holding your pee holding your poop that sort of thing so like if you're working those out now it's not only going to help you sexually but it's also going to help you in the long term unless of course you're really into you know grown man pee pee play i mean yes and just yes. uh and just uh you know walking around and being like <laughs> deal with it i mean yes that's kind of mean that's kind of mean. No, kegels are, are very good. Is there anything more in the article you wanted to uh, to share about before we start jumping into some of these ideas here? Uh, no, uh, it, it's just kind of a straightforward. Like it it does count uh, generally as a, a kind of a light exercise, but generally speaking, uh, based on their research, most sex usually only lasts around thirty minutes, which doesn't really um, <laughs> go for long term health benefits. <laughs> First off, Enigma. Yes. <laughs> this is an example of why these studies and research is so fucking skewed. So <laughs> complete. 30 Do you Does the average human even know how long 30 minutes is? Set a fucking clock. I promise you 33 minutes is not the average amount of time that people are having sex. Mew, when Mew was in her study mode and working, she Mm. would be like, I want to come. We would have sex. I would fuck her literally for three minutes. She would have two orgasms and be done. I think the average, I mean, and the average person maybe lasts what, like five to eight minutes. Like what type of sex are you talking about? Are you talking about the thinking portion? Like, hey, maybe after dinner, will have sex is that the does the clock start then in their minds i think when you're like in you know if you've set up a thing you know for us we're kinky so of course you know you know doing the the spanking and the interactive and the you know whatever playtime that you're having would elongate it but 33 minutes for the average person to have sex i think is kind of bullshitty true but i mean if you include 
like the foreplay I like the I think the build up also counts in that. <laughs> have you ever been married for a long time? I have not been married, no. Uh foreplay is uh you know, once again, it, we're kinky so we set up a play scene and whatever. But after you've been with someone for a couple years, the whole idea that we're like building up anticipation for your, you know, like I don't want to be grim about it, but I just <laughs> It sometimes it's just a function, you know, from you, you know, all those years, you know, we lived together, you know, and mm-hmm. even people that I was with for a while, like Abyss or whatever, like you have your times. If you're active, if you are invested sexually with your partner, you will have times maybe a couple times a month that you're like, oh, we're going to set up this thing and we're going to do a play scene and it's going to be involved in whatever. But the average like, hey let's have some sex um, usually goes pretty quick, you know, especially when you have vibrators and things like that. Um, the orgasm, you know, even abyss would be, you know, you know, five, 10 minutes tops, 33 minutes. I'm, I don't know. I'm being a dick, but I think people <laughs> really need to set a fucking clock. Cause I think your egos are going to be moderately crushed with how long because i've always heard that i had always heard like oh the average sex is 33 minutes or an hour and i'd look at the clock and i'd be like four minutes has gone by and and we have now finished this process um that being said i'm just being a dick um (laughs) (laughs) but you really are exaggerating um most of your sex um one thing that I would like to see, because we've heard the exercise stuff, you know, in mm-hmm. that it's good. I'd like to see more studies on the long-term psychological effects of regular sex mm-hmm. as opposed to the physical. Because obviously if you're doing like, you know, when if you're having a lot of sex and, and, and you are setting the timer and you are pounding away for 33 minutes, which would give me probably a heart attack. Um <laughs> then obviously you are performing a level of cardiovascular and you're going to build your cardiovascular, Mm -hmm. but, but even a short amount of sex psychologically, it's kind of like that life slice of pie. I'm not rich, but I'm fucking kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Like there's things in life that you do and you work for, that's kind of like a like a like a moment you shoot at least for a guy i think where you're like you know i'm i'm trying to get this this and this and regular sex psychologically i know when i'm having regular sex even if it's just once or twice a week um which for some people is incredible would be incredible if they were having sex right. two times a week and it was engaged and you actually liked the person you were having sex with. Let's throw that onto the, the pile, too. Because <laughs> um, once again, those numbers are going to go way down on the average uh, on the average couple worldwide. But I think just having regular sex with your partner, even if it is brief, even if it is, you know, get your vibrator, let's just fuck and nut and, and, and you know, that's that's it high five each other and go back to watching Seinfeld reruns or whatever. (laughs) I think even that is just so important psychologically because, you know, 
sex is such an important function of our, our physiology and evolution and whatever, even though it's not just for procreation anymore. Um, I just think that it puts you in a headspace that makes you less likely to kill people. I mean, I, I've definitely read like anecdotal type uh, studies about that, or at least like people like talking to their friends or whatever about how how they feel better after they've had if, when they're having regular sex versus uh, not. And we've we kind of, we we have touched on that a little bit over the last year, and I'm sure there'll be more studies uh, once like a lot of the like there, there are still places that are a little bit on lockdown. Once that like that th- those constraints of COVID kind of lift, I'm sure we will see some studies on that, but. Um, it, yeah, no, it, th- I, I have seen that evidence and I have felt that evidence myself right. when I'm having that like regular intimacy and like it boosts your confidence. It boosts just like your self-esteem, um, all sorts of stuff. So like, yeah, I, I would, I agree. I would definitely be interested in like official research studies on, on this topic. I also like the, um, the idea that this article mentions the the reverse, which is that exercise makes your sex better, which mm-hmm. anecdotally, I think most of us that exercise or have exercised or have gone through periods where they do a lot of exercise, absolutely does it make your not only does it make your sex better last longer you have more energy you've you know for for uh for men you build up more testosterone women build up more estrogen not only is it a benefit physiologically but when you are exercising at least regular walking and things like that like when i'm not exercising i just don't feel sexy Mm-hmm. I don't feel alive. I don't feel my my circulation is weird. My muscles don't want to. You just kind of start hunching over your laptop and you're like, eh, I'll just watch some anime and then I'll jerk off to porn later. Maybe like it just <laughs> your whole being when you stop circulating just goes to a very unsexy, lumpy place and just getting out and walking. Or just even standing in place. I mean, how many times in the library do I just literally lean against the table or lift or do little exercises and things just to keep circulating? But it mm-hmm. definitely does build that sexy feeling. Oh, for sure. And I mean, there was definitely a point in the like last year when you know the gym closed and I was and like I'd realized that I don't have the attention span to work out at home, mm-hmm. and I could feel like the my gut start to get bigger and the man boobs start to get bigger and i'm just like oh this is not this is not good for my brain at all no so yeah d- definitely get get it the last couple of months and getting back into working out and like i'm starting to see that definition come back i'm starting to get rid of all the flub like that i you know gained last year like it's it's i i definitely agree it definitely helps with the the self esteem and just in general mind mind over bodiness I agree great article great article lots of fun alright so our next article and if you want to read any of our articles please check out the list on our FetLife page or you can find them on our discord server let's go to the one that triggered a manic anxiety anger rage response in me let's go to the fun one now okay uh 
if you couldn't tell, uh, this one does have a sexual assault content warning. So if this is not your thing, um, it's okay to skip it. We will not be offended. Uh, so this article comes from today.rowan.edu. It uh, comes from Rowan University. And the article is called Rowan Researchers Seek to Identify Sexual Violence Risk Factors. So Dr. DJ Angeloni and his team are working on a tool to gauge the risk of sexual violence victimization in gay and bi men. The hope of this new assessment tool is to help men understand their perception of potentially dangerous dating situations. Men who have sex with other men may experience higher lifetime rates of sexual violence victimization than their heterosexual uh, female counterparts. Um, part of the reason for this study is because this problem is so understudied by really everyone. Um, Angeloni hopes that the data his team collects could also inform the development of future sexual violence prevention programs, specifically in the bi gay male communities. And earlier studies have shown prevention programs targeting rapists aren't really effective and actually could make the problem worse. So part of what they're looking at in these studies is what makes them um, the target in the first place. And what about the victims make or what about the perpetrators make them do it in the first place? And what about victims make them a target? Oh, Enigma. Yes, Boogie. Oh, dear. Dear sweet Enigma. (laughs) <laughs> my my cave my kegel buddy <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and start with my rant okay and then I'll give some opinions on this which they spent $400,000 on this study and uh, I guess it's ongoing and mm-hmm. some of it is fairly socially obvious, but obvious you got to do a study so you can write it down. Sometimes things you're like, well, duh, this is why it's more for this group than this group. Um, but you need to do the study to uh, to put it in paper so they can make policies. You can't make policies on anecdotal information. You have to do a study. You have to get your grants. And then you can put that information forward. Uh, to your government and go through the bureaucratic bullshit and then hopefully put institute um, policies that make things better, hopefully. Right. That being said, uh, this is an ongoing policy that is never dealt with. And, and it's very frustrating. And my rant is this, and we talk about this on the show ad nauseum, the sex positive community talks about this And most uh, self-actualized human beings talk about this, and that is most violent altercations. I'm not going to say all, because we're not going to talk about psychopathy. We're not going to talk about uh, other uh, more violent, aggressive personalities. But we're going to talk about a lot of conflicts that turn violent. Most of these things can be disarmed if we had a foundation of communication taught to us uh, from childhood onward. If we had experience and understanding of conflict resolution, validating people's feelings, uh, a foundation of seeing other humans as a person and not just a thing to get things from, that diffuses 
conflict that escalates when unresolved conflict escalates and escalates and you feel trapped and you feel powerless. That's when a lot of times conflicts turn violent or aggressive and then leading to violence. So I'm going to always go back to my rant that if we spent a fraction of our resources and we stopped a few lame classes in our K through 12 curriculums, I don't know what they have in other kindergarten through 12th grade, uh, which is the mandatory that kids have to go through. If we drop some of the classes that don't really apply uh, to life and started having mandatory courses on conflict resolution, uh, self-actualization, individualism, those types of things, you would see a complete change in the conflicts between people in our society. Mm-hmm. And we're not doing it. Nobody's talking. You know, people talk about it, and we don't. And and unless we go to the root source, which is that people need to learn how to communicate on a human level and and deal with their emotions and understand that the other person has feelings and you have feelings, until we deal with that, it's almost fucking just a waste of time to talk about this shit. And, and that's what gets me so upset because it's just people are fighting because they don't know how to talk. And there's nobody teaching them how to talk. If their parents didn't teach them how to talk, then they're not going to teach their kids how to talk. And they're not going to work out problems that way. And everyone's just going to do the same thing. Guilt, shame, guilt, shame, guilt, shame. And then eventually everyone feels powerless and angry. And then you start hitting. Mm-hmm. And And so that that's my rant so you go ahead and make your points first (laughs) and then we'll get into the domestic violence uh, study no i i think that's a lot of very good points i yeah like these sort of things do get frustrating especially when uh we had like the the me too movement and several men tried to come forward and kind of be like hey we also got sexually assaulted sexually right uh abused as well within the industry and a lot of them just got like shut down right um and so like it it, which just reinforced the the unfortunate stereotype that men don't get raped um like if they do it's it's because they're in prison or like it's the joke like the it's the, the butt of the joke is men getting raped but when when we actually get into the the data of it, like yes, I I, I know pretty much every woman I know has been um, either leered at or like sexually like used in some way, and that's that's that that that, that isn't diminishing their what has happened to them at all. Mm. But if you talk to any gay male, they are guaranteed to have been raped or beaten or assaulted in some way um, in some, I think m- more aggressive, more aggressive and more violent way um, than, than I think a lot of people want to admit. Well, this is where, this is where we get into the anecdotal discussion where I look at that situation and I go, no duh Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. We have an entire society. And what you talked about, the men coming forward in the Me Too movement, um, bolsters this opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. we, We have a society which, for better or for worse, you know, I think it's better in a lot of ways. Um, you don't hit girls. You don't hit women. You don't hit girls. There are horrible social consequences. Supposedly, they're really not, but we say there are. There's horrible mm-hmm. social consequences for hitting a girl. You don't hit a girl. That's the one thing you're taught as a boy. Don't hit girls. Boys don't have that. Right. So you got two boys in a gay relationship. There's no don't hit boys that that same social pressure is not there mixed with the fact that there's no conflict resolution skills taught to anybody isn't it kind of no duh that there's going to be more abuse among uh men yeah no there's definitely going to be a more duh but like we're we're also trained that we we like to not feel or to not just show pain to not show emotion sure to not be upset when things are going like like if we're upset then we're supposed to get angry and, and hit things like that's yeah that's that's the that's the thing um and i think my generation is trying to pull away from that but i know growing up like my dad never hit me or any of my family but like he had he he did punch a wall a couple times right and like that's something that I watching that have been actively like I yes I'm in a lifestyle where I get to hit people but consensually but like as far as like my anger side of things like that is something that I active like I will get up and walk away from a situation before I I like if I feel my my temperature rising I will get up and walk away right because I I know that that is in me whether and that that's I'm not hating on my dad at all. My dad is a delightful human being, but like I know that that's there, and so like my generation is working on that. But it's still me talking about those things. Like it has to be very specific people for me to feel comfortable talking about my emotions. Like right. it's it's taken months with my therapist to get to a point where I'm like kind of comfortable talking about that. So like. I, I think, and we talked about this with several of these articles, the fact that people are talking about this kind of shit is important. And the fact, like you were saying, like the fact that they're doing a an official research study that hopefully when it's done, it'll be like, here, here are the facts about this thing that are that we have done all of this science on. And yes, there'll still be people that call it bullshit, but like it'll be a lot harder to refute when they're sure. when they have like the numbers. Um, but yeah like like you're saying like we've we have we've come a we've come a long way there's there's a lot that's better but there's still gonna be there's still bullshit when we're like you said when we're not teaching the right things and when the parents aren't supporting it and that's this is where i i get frustrated like what's gonna happen they're gonna do this study they're gonna discover that you know men have a lot of abuse in their um in their gay and bisexual relationships and then what kind of law are they going to pass? How are we going to, you know, I'm really more into preventive. Like what you talked about in walking away when that conversation, you know, gets heated that you need to, I'm the same way because I am a hateful, angry person. I have, I have rammed my head and fist into many walls and things as, as a younger person. 
And I had to learn those skills. Fortunately, you know, mine came through years in drug rehab programs and uh, 12-step programs and and things of that nature, even uh, some aspects of, uh, you know, the religions that I was involved in. Uh, They taught some things. I mean, it was mostly guilt and shame and you're a shitty person and God will fix you. Whatever, that's a whole other topic. But in general, (laughs) unless you train away from that, because there's another side of this too, and this is the part that got me really frustrated and I don't want to get too much into it, is that the it takes two to tango in conflict. The law says, and it absolutely is true, legally... No matter what you say to someone, you uh, cannot legally hit someone for that. That being said, I go right down the Bill Burr comedy routine. You're not supposed to hit someone, but if you're going to try to say that there aren't certain people that that are aggressively antagonistic in their conflicts... And how they approach their feelings being hurt by another people. And having fingers pointed in your faces while people are screaming vile shit in your faces. And you're going to tell me that that there's not a responsibility there to learn better skills in your communication. That's bullshit. Because people aren't perfect. If you try to push someone over the edge... You will push them over the edge. And we're not talking about domestic abusers that are chronic and you come home and, you know, they they see that the doily on the table isn't folded. So they beat the shit out of you. That is not what we're talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. But we're talking about the fact that everyone in a conversation has a responsibility to improve how they communicate with another person. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I'm not saying anybody deserves a beating, but I can say if you're going to say there's not reasons, if people don't give you reasons, if that's why I will not be in a relationship with somebody who's hot headed or aggressive, I will not because that's, I will, I will probably at some point lose my shit. And so why would I put myself in that situation that I would that now I'm the world's worst person in the world? I've had people that have sprung cray cray shit on me. Um, I had one instance in the lifestyle where everything was normal, great communication, whatever. And then um, I said something about somebody else uh, that this person was friends with and they fucking lost their shit on me. And I was like, no. No, I apologize for the thing, but I no, no, uh, no, I'm not doing it. So there's a lot we have to learn about this. And, and, it, and, it, and it did bring back seeing this really did bring back a lot of painful stuff and a lot of frustration. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the end result is. Do more studies, I guess. Uh, do more uh, do more studies, but also like talk about this stuff more like be be more comfortable talking about the hard stuff when you, when it comes up. Like, I think that's also a part of it. Like people don't like talking about uh, certain topics. And so when they come up in important ways, like with this, it it makes it even harder because it's already an uncomfortable situation, but now you're, you're pushing people to talk about not only sex, but also sexual violence, but also sexual violence with gay men. 
which is still like like the taboo joke thing so like it's hard to approach it from a non-comedic standpoint and still be comfortable with it i think well i mean i think as we become as as the gay guy thing and i don't want to take away from once again this article is about gay men gay and bisexual men mm-hmm. um i think as we normalize uh these relationships more which i think in the last 10 years we've done a pretty damn good job of doing that it's it's not as big of a deal to think about people fighting and kind of take the sex out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That yeah, I know it be, be, you know, it used to be you say the word gay and everyone, you got to make fag jokes because, um, you know, otherwise they're going to say you're gay. If you're just like, well, yeah, these two guys are together and, and then they, you know, this is what they do. Um, so as you no longer have that trigger as much, I think people are, more willing to understand the conflicts that that men will have in their relationships with each other yeah i think that makes a lot of sense so let's just keep talking sorry i got all weird and butthurt (laughs) (laughs) no no it's it i I think this is important for people to hear like it it, this stuff gets deep it hits deep and like i think i think it's gonna uh the people who do stick around i think it's gonna definitely trigger some thoughts and hopefully some some conversations we just can't give up. We just got to keep trying to get people to talk to each other. It's really not a hard thing to do. It doesn't fix everything, but my God, it sure does make life a lot easier. It really does. It's 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 definitely a habit that needs to become more, more normalized. And then there's the surgery that you and I have to go through, which is to remove the hymen from our testicles. <laughs> I hope we can talk that off, too. I hope I hope we can, too, and... And, you know, maybe we can post about it on, on socials or something. <laughs> we'll start a whole new group. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. testicular hymen removal group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sign up here. <laughs> Enigma. If people, why, yes, I don't Boogie. know, would want to find more of this type of information and perverted podcast, where would they go? Well, uh, like I said before, they can find us on FetLife. Just search uh, Perverted Podcast. There's both a group and a page. You can find us on Twitter at Perverted PCast, and you can find us on Instagram. Just search Perverted Podcast. You sound like Beaker. (laughs) That is the end of show. Now people are looking at me on the other side of the wall. (laughs) Going, what in the world is this yeah, guy could... saying into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Sorry. Sorry. That, that's the end of show 322. Thank you to every one of you who support us by either listening to the show, pimping us out to your friends, tagging us on your FetLife groups, or supporting us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast, where you can go and donate five bucks if you give a fuck. If you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, like, oh, I don't know, drop us a line or a question that we can use shamelessly on the show to promote ourselves, drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us through our FetLife profile entitled Perverted Podcast. Catherine, another great sloppy but wonderful 
<laughs> this is a our show just has extra lube. I think that's what that's what it is. It's just we we have you know you get a lot of fucking, but it's just a lot of lube, uh, a lot of lube. But you never can go wrong with a lot of lube. Boogie. That's true. We don't chafe as much. That's um, right. You know, we chafe sometimes. Like, oh my god, I had I found some hate. I went on like some thing that plays our shows, and I found some commenters. And I guess one guy lost his shit because of the show where I don't even know if you remember it. Like my car was my brakes were screeching. And then I played that a bunch of times on the show. And this guy thought I should literally be shot in a missile into the sun. I don't know. I found it on something, and he's like, that's so annoying, and he thinks he's funny, and he's not funny, and I never listened to this show again. I really thought I could do it, but I couldn't do it. It was so awful. He's such an awful. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> I admit, maybe I played that screeching a couple times too many, but the fact that it pissed yeah. this guy off so much really just made it all worthwhile but anyway we don't want to piss off the majority of our listeners the majority of the people that are listening to perverted podcast we really do this because uh, we want to grow we want you to grow and we want the world to see that being kinky is fun it is a great way to explore yourself in your relationships and that's why we do it and we look forward to seeing you guys next week for 323 yay Just like she likes to slap the man Tied up in her basement With a carrot shoved right up his ass Businessmen pay for abuse and degradation She induces dominatrix They obey just like a dog Now watch her play Dominatrix jumps now Card required. Feed me. Worship me. Worship me. Worship me. Worship me. You have been a naughty man, bitch. With your tongue, go clean my toilet. Screams of mercy you will call while I drip hot wax on your balls. Dominatrix drum slap. 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 Dominatrix dr
I find funny. Plus, you give me all your money. One last thing before you leave. Drink this glass filled with my pee. Ah, Dominatrix comes Drum snap!